Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Elizabeth King, and this is The Lipstick Attitude. And I have my co-host, Yvonne Haas. And we have a very special guest that Yvonne will be introducing. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everybody's ready for this program because this is really going to be a great one. So Yvonne, take it away. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. We are super excited to have Tamara Chase on our show today, and she is actually going to talk to us about how to remain in love with your husband, even when he's your business partner. I would eat my husband. I'm fairly certain it, <laughs> as a relationship expert, it would be all over for me. But Tamara's going to give us the, the tips and tricks for actually making this work. Yes. So, <laughs> we, we're all taking notes. We're taking notes. I've got my pen. But that poor guy, I don't think mine wants to work with me. He says I'm a little bossy. Okay. So Tamara Chase, whose titles include roofing contractor, construction business owner, expert, speaker, and business consultant. And she just happens to be a woman. She was also, Ooh, by the way, power. go, go girl power. Girl power. She, she was also a keynote speaker for our foundation, Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation's International Women's Day event at the Boys and Girls Club a couple of years ago. So welcome, Tamara. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Excited. Love the girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So cool. and, and for those of you who are watching, you're or if you're not watching, you're going to envy. Tamara has like the most beautiful, it's like burgundy and kind of purple color hair. You are just fun. That's <laughs> you are fun. <laughs> you are so fun. Thank you. I have a, a blue strip on this side. <laughs> yeah. See, that's so pretty. You know, I, I tried to do that during quarantine and it didn't work for me. Not no. well at all. No, my shower became that color red. Yeah. But, but uh, not my but hair. Not, not, not her hair. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it, my it scalp. is my <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. It is. So we're going to, I'm going to jump in with a question that, you know, I think a lot of us are having when, when we meet you and we talk with you, how, how did you get into the roofing industry? I don't know a lot of women no. in the roofing industry. It was by accident. <laughs> I, um, well, I went to school in my 30s and went back to Nova, decided to get my degree and be an example to my kids. And I was pushing them to go to school. And I was like, well, wait a second, I haven't finished. So never too late to start. And I went, I went to, to school and got my degree as in legal studies and uh, saw Legally Blonde and decided I wanted to be a lawyer and thought she was just so sassy and nice and 
smart. And, um, and so that's what I was going to do. And then as I was ending the last couple of years, my husband started a handyman business and I saw the potential in it to, to really be something more and started getting involved with it and uh, applied for law school and didn't get into Nova, which is where I wanted to go because my kids were in middle school and couldn't really travel, you know, far. And so it ended up being a blessing that I didn't get into Nova and um, sort of pivoted over, like sort of helping him out and doing the behind the scenes um, systems, processes, getting it all going. I, I, I first started doing average, um, marketing for him and, um, and just sort of like kept going. <laughs> A few years later, here we are. <laughs> wow. How many years have you been doing this? This is our eight, we're finishing up our 18th year. Wow. 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 So I'm sure you've had to face a lot of challenges, especially in a male dominated world, um, such as roofing. Can you share a little bit about some of the struggles that you've had to overcome? Yeah. So it is definitely a male dominated industry and, um, and it's old school. It's a very good old boys. Um, it's a very good old boys club. And, the, the cool thing is, is I'm seeing a shift right before my very eyes. I see women who happen to own the company with their husband stepping up and, and when they want to, taking, taking more ownership. And the ones that don't want to, um, the, I got, I just got a reminder on here. Don't re, don't start now. <laughs> don't restart now. Don't restart now. <laughs> so the ones that don't want to take on, you know, more of a leadership role, just stand up and, and own the part that they are taking. So a lot of women aren't realizing that they're really the backbone of why their company has the culture they have. They're the ones that are driving that and the, the people part and the, the feminine qualities that women bring are so, so important to businesses. So I, I, it's really cool to see the, the women stepping up and, and I'm seeing, you know, National Women in Roofing is around. We just brought that down a chapter mm -hmm. a couple years ago to South Florida. And you just see women like choosing roofing as a career. Um, it, it's still, it's still a little, you have to, you have to sort of ignore some of the comments. I, I'll, I'll say it that way because mm -hmm. People just, you know, make assumptions with with uh, the gender on who's qualified or not qualified to do something. So it's interesting. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm yeah, sure no, it is. definitely. So with your customers, then do you find that they prefer to ask your husband questions about roofing as opposed to you or and? you know, how do you address that? Yeah, I would say for a long time, even the team would at first, um, it took a long time to start developing and, and just showing up as a leader. And then, you know, the first people to, to jump on board was my team because they're actively involved with us. So they saw what I was doing and they, they saw that I was leading. And, and then we had uh, several, you know, several things that were really major that went on throughout our business cycle that, that I, I rose to the occasion with it and really brought the team along with me. So internally was the first place that that started, you know, showing it, showing its true colors. Um, the, the customers will call in and, and, and tend to ask for the, for my husband on, on some things. Um, I'd say it's probably less now than it used to be for sure. Um, but you know, a lot of times the customers, they just want a resolve. They just, 
they just want to to know they've been heard and and find out the next steps and how we can do that. It's I don't I don't think there is concerned anymore about the I don't get that I don't get that feeling now as much as I used to. So along the, the same line of question, uh, what about your staff? Like, do you have any pushback from the men that work for you uh, in the roofing industry as far as seeing you as a leader? Yeah, and I would say at first it was more so um, being aligned with my culture that, that I was implementing. So I didn't really have uh, an example of a woman who owned a roofing industry. So um, all I knew is how it was the, the norm of the roofing world didn't align with how I would, would naturally be a leader. And so it was like a stark example of like, okay, no, that doesn't work for me and this feels right. So th that is really sort of the direction I was going. I was, I'm very people oriented and I'm very team. Like I absolutely adore my team and I put a lot of energy training and I put a lot of time into them. I, my, my philosophy with the business is take care of the employees and the employers are happy and then they take care of the customers and then the customer happy are happy and they take care of the business. So my entire week and month and quarter and year is all about the employees and how can we be aligned with you know, creating that wonderful customer wow experience. So a lot of it is really, um, I'd say at the beginning that that alignment with the culture was was not accepted at first and it took a little time to, to get going there. Now it's normal. Like in our, our last meeting, my roofers had pom-poms, you know what I mean? Like I didn't tell them to do it, but they're just having oh pom-poms everywhere. And I love <laughs> it. So, it, you know, I would say over the last, you know, 15 years, it, it's really been a huge shift. Like we we run our roofing company very different than anything else just because I don't, I don't know what other people do. I just know what felt right for us and what was important to us. So uh, at first, um, I would say the team really struggled with that. They would do the mom, dad type thing. Like if mm -hmm. they knew they weren't gonna like my answer, they would go to him. Mm. And then he would say, you know, he would he would say like things like, I just need to stop answering these questions because I'm creating a wake, you know? Like he didn't realize mm -hmm. that he could be answering something and not knowing that there's a whole system over here going on mm -hmm. that, that contradicts it. And then they would just go, well, he said this. And uh, there was a lot of years of, of really struggling with that. And my husband and I really needed to be aligned, you know, being to be a lot, needing to be aligned first. And, it, and even really watching the development of how he's gone through this. So when you know the technical answers for roofing and someone asks you, you, you know, the natural thing is to answer it and, and, and separate, is this a technical, like, is this my lane or is this her lane? So is it, if it's a system and process, then he knows to move it over to my lane. If it's a technical question, then, then he can answer it. That's who I go to for technical questions. You know what I mean? It's like a, they complement mm -hmm. each other. So really developing um, and strategizing which sections you're going to own. So like I'll say all the time, that's a John question. And all the time he'll be like, well, it's a Tamara question, you know. Mm -hmm. It's really, so, really respecting each other's expertise, yeah. really. And that's awesome. And you talk about, um, you know, being able to do this with your husband and staying in love with your husband. Uh, I'm sure that through this whole process and this journey of getting to know the, the, 
the way things, the culture, setting up the culture, it has taught you so much. How, how do you go from being a roofer then to being a business consultant? And what is it that you're sharing? Well, the dynamics of running a, a construction company with your husband is very different than running a company that is non-construction related, just because of the, the male-dominated aspect of it. So I have learned a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. of, of, you know, on-the-job training, and, and it always hasn't been easy. But um, as I as people started searching out so reaching out to me in just like local chambers and I kept hearing, oh, go reach out to Tamara, go, you know, when other girls in the trade are coming up on, on board and I'm really involved with all that, they, they started pointing, pointing them to me. And as I started talking to them, I realized, wow, like it, it, it just flooded back, like all of the stuff that we had gone through in the beginning stages of our business and just talking with them and going through the, you know, being a supportive role with them helped them immensely. Mm -hmm. So it sort of grew into consulting. Um, I consult with other couples who own the trade, a trade company, because it doesn't matter whether what construction it is. It's, it's all the same concept. The entire construction industry is <laughs> still catching up. You know, it's an industry that's just, it's, it's very good old boy. So watching these girls um, who are choosing to go into construction and be a support with them is, it's like more than fulfilling for me. I just absolutely love it. So what, what have you learned that you feel is like important that you share with other women? Um, I would say a lot of it is recognizing your qualifications and I would confuse qualifications for having done it before and mm -hmm. over and over I was shown this process that um, I would doubt that I'm qualified to do something and all that it was was I hadn't done it yet. Mm -hmm. So you may have transferable knowledge, you may be learning something, you may be figuring out, but girls are really good at figuring things out. And, and going to the people who can help them and support them and get things done. So if I could like talk to my younger self, it would be, you are more than qualified to do this. You just haven't done this, this part yet. And once you've done it, then you can say you've done it. But, there, but being qualified is not the same as completing a task. So I, I really held myself back for a long time. I would bring in other people thinking I wasn't like, um, I wasn't good enough. So coming from a place of, I'm not good enough, I need someone else to fix it, is different than bringing somebody else on because they have, you know, an expertise that's magical and it's gonna complement. It's a very different energy. And, um, you know, I've spent my entire career surrounding myself with people who are better than me in their area. So, you know, all of us together create a nice little wheel. We're all just a spoke in the wheel. Like one part is not any more important than the other spoke because mm -hmm. all the they, they all have to be <laughs> they functioning all <laughs> to make the wheel turn. They do. I, they, I so love no, your message. I love that. No, message. There's no part that's more important than the other. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that. No, for sure. We we talk about that all the time with you know women supporting other women, especially, and how if you know if everybody came together to do that, it would the blueprint would be extremely different. You right. know. The dynamics and, and of I how find we like feel. a lot of times, like really, really um, tapping into your intuition and your gut mm -hmm. is is a feminine 
leadership quality mm -hmm. and um, pausing and reflecting and being able to say, let me get back to you on that. Like all of those are such feminine qualities that are so magical when you, when you infuse them into a company. It, um, it, it teaches other people that we don't have to just keep saying yes, 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 and maybe knows the right answer. And it also models it that they, they, that the employees can do that as well, that you have permission to stop and think about something mm -hmm. and not have to have an answer this second, you know? Yeah. Okay. I want to start delving into uh, the heart of some of this today with you working with your husband, which I saw that you guys are high school sweethearts. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for women who are in business with their husband? Besides I don't, don't love, eat him. I love this question. I love, I, um, I love, working with my husband. I love that. Um, I love that we both have such unique sets of eyes for looking at it. And for a long time, I would, I was, I was fighting with him and it was like an internal struggle. Like, why doesn't he see it the way I see it? And he had to have been feeling the same way. And uh, the shift happened when I started realizing that what a blessing that we don't see things the same way, that we have two perspectives that we're, we're both going towards the same goal. And now we have two sets of eyes to look at things. So the compliment, the, the part that, that complements each other and tapping into that, like, wow, because you're really strong in this area, doesn't weaken anything on your side and vice versa. Like they're, they're truly complementary. Like when you can figure out like, all right, which parts are you going to do? Which parts am I going to do? And um, so I have, I have five tips for a fulfilling marriage. And uh, when you're work with someone, you want to hear them? Yes. Yes, of course we do. We're all, I, we're taking we, notes. We're taking notes. <laughs> we might need this. We need this. Oh. Yeah, so uh, the first one is lots of conversations, real conversations, not how is work today and oh, only, or, or, or only talking about work. <laughs> real conversation. So the whole goal is to have a fulfilling marriage, not just be married a number of years. You know, we all have passions and we want, we want to, we want to live in love with each other. We don't, we don't want to just go through the motions. So to, to me, the first one is a lot of conversations and over time, keep having those conversations because you're going to change into a different person every hopefully as you're evolving into the better version of yourself, you're going to keep changing and hopefully they are too. So, you know, keep going back to like, you know, what is it that was important to you now? And what is, what are you looking for and what are you needing? So all those conversations, um, the, the second one is stay in your lane. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> you know, we can definitely, we can definitely, um, be supportive of each other, but really it's important for each, each of, each of us to own which sections are ours. And, and that way the team knows, um, who to go through for what, you know, work organization charts are awesome, but it's only as good. It's only good if everyone really does it. Mm -hmm. So the third one is keep your shop talk to a minimum at home. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, you know, of course you're, you have a relationship here and you're in business together, but really being able to put on the two hats, we we preface a conversation. If we have to say something at home, we started off with, we're not going to talk long about this, but can we talk about this subject? And we try and keep it under a minute. And 
then if it goes into something longer than that, then we can schedule an appointment and block it off to talk about during the day. But I find that the energy of talking about shop when you're at home isn't the sassiest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the fourth one is ask for support. So I think sometimes we forget that the other person is not just our business partner, but they're our lover, our best friend, and who you would, that's who you would go to when you want support. And, and not forgetting that, that that person is really in your corner, you know. I, and the last one is make sure you do things that that make the other person feel like you see them. Mm. So it's that tiny one. little mm. touches. My husband brings me coffee every morning. Mm. And I- Here too. <laughs> I do. And right, and how magical is that, right? I know like just to just enjoy a cup of coffee, like it's like a little simple pleasure, but mm -hmm. to me, that means love, right? Mm -hmm. When he brings me my glass of wine at night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same thing. It's Same like, thing. so nice, right? And and to recognize where they are, like, what are, what? are how are they trying to tell you they see you? Is, is it's magical mm -hmm. to, to keep, to keep that, uh, that feeling like, wow, I see you, you're my bride, you're my, you know, you're, I call him my arm candy. <laughs> Aww. Aww, that's so cute. How long have you guys been married? This uh, 30 years, 31 in October. Wow, oh, that is congrats. so cool. Congrats. And I still like him. And you still like him <laughs> and you're working with him and you still like him. That's yeah, it's real. I think it's so cool. Yeah, so when everyone was trying to figure out how to work with their partners when this COVID situation came down, you guys were like, follow me for tips on Instagram, man. Like, we got this. Like, nothing has really changed for us. No, no. <laughs> so do you spend a, a lot of time teaching women these tips that you just shared with us? Because I, they're phenomenal. Oh, well, I mean, I sneak them in. You do? <laughs> I yeah. do. I do. I think um, I think that's one of the most wonderful thing um, it is a, a relationship that you can really admire and and say you know things have not always been perfect by any means and the fact that you can still keep going back to those conversations like really what is it what is it that I could be doing to support you that would you know just make you fall in love all over again you know just over and over and over falling in love is is too, super important I I just love the passion and. Um, and the importance of it, you know, mm -hmm. the yeah. importance of working at it. <laughs> so how, how then do you maintain a work-life balance when you guys see each other, you know, every day, all day? And, you know, how do you maintain that at home? Like does home become just home and work is work and we don't cross those? I, I try really hard to do that. So of course, something sleep, slips in every once in a while, but we really, really work hard to it. And, um, you know, this is something that we've had to improve. There was, there were times I remember when we were first starting off the first few years, I mean, my kids were probably always like, please stop talking about work. And, um, you know, as you know, this, the, the me now realizes that that separation needs to happen. You know, before I walk in the door, I take a breath and I make a point to greet him. Like it's the first time I've, you know, like just really like how happy is it that he's sitting here? <laughs> 
or that he comes home. Like how it just like, I, I really try and tap into that. And I feel like that really helps the whole entire evening. And we just try not to talk about work. We talk about other stuff, you know, we're empty nesters now. So we get to discover a whole new level, you know, and you know, it's so easy to get caught up into all the, the stuff on the list and mm -hmm. to really just tap into each other. And the conversations that we have are like crazy now because <laughs> they're not necessarily involved around kids. You know, they're older. I have a, I, my, my daughter has, um, has a three-year-old. So we're in that stage now where we could just, you know, you're not having to worry about all the details of the kids. It's, it's all about like catching up and you know, what's mm -hmm. going on, but it's not like it, it, it's not like it was when you're parenting, when they're in your house. So you really get to move on to what are your interests? Like we love to travel. We love, I can't, I'm so looking forward to traveling. <laughs> yes. We love to yes. travel and we love food and we love, we're foodies and we love wine and we love, you know, just surrounding yourself with good people, that energy that comes from a night out with a good couple is like, love it, you know? That's and music, awesome. we like love music. So we have all these little hobbies now that we get to enjoy. <laughs> And, and, and it's so important that you share that because uh, all of us, uh, busy women, we struggle with that work-life balance. And mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know for you um, if this is the case, but, you know, it's, it's a everyday struggle. It's, it's, the struggle is real, you know, yeah. to, to keep it balanced. Yeah, I feel that, that way. that's what's helped me the most with that is, is um, putting you first. And so putting things in your calendar that are going to balance you. So I, I do, I put my calendar in by color coding. Mm. So it's real easy to see when I look at my week whether it's balanced or not. If it's all one color, it's really off balance. So oh, that's I, great. I have, I I have like, like internal teams, like all my, my manager, you know, my managers and my director, of course. And, I, you know, I, that's all one color. I have one color for outside meetings and I have a color for me time. So personal time. And I have a, a meeting with coaches. So I'm all about always learning. I always have a lot of coaches. I really think that's super important to tap into people who can keep you aligned and um, on focus. And so when I see, when I see like all one color, I'm like, whoop. So I really try and plan my, my own stuff first. And even like thinking time I'll put on the calendar. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy or a morning ritual or whatever it is. I just put it all on there and it sort of keeps me locked off and and then part part of me time is time with my husband like that I enjoy that I love to go go do stuff with him so I, 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 love I, I think idea. if you put that on there first then you know at least it's going to get scheduled you know you're, yeah. you're having time to do it otherwise you know the, the your calendar can get really full with off balanced things yep for sure. Yeah. No, I, I love that color coding. I, I may take uh, I may take that as well just, from you. Just wrote that down. Yes, because I actually do my my calendar scheduling just like you, but I don't color code, okay. and sometimes I don't see it that I am off balance until right. I feel it. Uh, right. I think the color would be a really great reminder. Yeah. Hey, not putting enough self care mm -hmm. time in there. Yeah. 
Or a, yeah, I love so that yellow idea. a self-care time for me on my calendar. And so there's got to be a couple of times on there and I just schedule it. I mean, that's the benefit of owning your own company. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we think about work all of the time mm -hmm. and it's, it's not like you, you clock out and you're done. Um, so I think it's super important to take the times. Like I go get my nails done during the week when they can pay attention to them and I'm not rushed. Right. And yeah. I may work here and there at it, but I'm not, I'm not so worried about that. I'm worried about like, I'd rather do that than go in on a Saturday when everyone's there on a Saturday mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's not the most relaxing for me. So I found that works for me is mm -hmm. to schedule a massage every couple of weeks and it's going to be at, at four o'clock and I'm going to take the time to go do that. And mm -hmm. that's fine. Like everything else sort of works out. <laughs> I feel like the more I take care of myself in those things, the more I have to offer. Absolutely. Um, I actually saw a sermon not too long ago, which was really interesting uh, along the lines of what you're talking about. And the pastor, what he did was he showed uh, two vases and he said that what happens is that what we do normally is we put all the small pebbles into one jar and the big stones, which are self-care and time with your husband and all those things, those are the big stones. We never put those in until at the end and we try yeah. to fit them in on the top. Well, what happens? They fall off because there's no more space. Right. And what he suggested, and actually Stephen Covey talks about this as well as in the seven habits of uh, successful people. If you put the big stones in first, which yeah. is what you're talking, and then yeah. put the pebbles in afterwards, yeah. mm -hmm. then you are attending to the things that are supposed yeah. to be priority. And I have to be honest with you, this is something that I have been, I have really um, struggled with because my mindset would, my mindset would allow the people that are, um, you know, reaching out and needing something um, to fill up my day. And and it's something that I, I've had coaches that have really been like, no, this is very serious. You need to take time. Like I take Thursdays off now. I don't let anyone schedule anything on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And that's my, like, I go down rabbit holes on those days. So I don't have mm -hmm. any appointments. So mm -hmm. the feeling of not having to go and have a time it works great for me because I can, I'm very spatial and I can get very like wrapped up into things. And, you know, a calendar keeps me moving, right? So, but what happens is sometimes I don't get to go down the, the other layers of more depth of, of different conversations. So I have found that I have had some of the best breakthroughs after a few days of going down these loopholes. These, they're just like rabbit holes that I just end up going down. And all of a sudden, like, I'll connect something with something I did from three Thursdays ago. And it's a whole new way to do something. Like, if, but if, if I didn't allow myself that time to think and go through those processes, you know, you're just busy all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah, I'm, I'm starting to do that as well yeah. to take one it's, day. You know, just I really to... struggled and then I'll let people fill it up anyway. And then mm -hmm. I started filling up with things mm -hmm. that I like to do thinking that that was okay. And I really, I really had to, uh, it's important to me that, that I, um, that I keep remembering that and figure, you know, if that doesn't work, figure something else out. What, what will work? <laughs> yes. I found a lot of things that don't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, lots and you, lots of those. Yeah. Trial, <laughs> trial and error. Trial and yeah. error. You know, and I, I always say, don't be afraid to give up and abandon something that exactly. you think is going to work. If it's not working, don't keep doing mm -hmm. it. Exactly. You know, so it, that's it's it. super important to me, and it is something. In all honesty, it's been it's been a struggle, but um, very rewarding 
you know, when, when it works <laughs> and, and I'm awesome. getting much better. <laughs> That's great. So, That's so great. In, in all your spare time, apparently, <laughs> um, how did you, how, how did the dolphin cancer challenge team come into play? How did that get started? That got started in, um, my, my husband was actually training to be a participant in that. And so the dolphins, Miami dolphins, it's like their signature activity that they do for fundraising. It's actually the largest one in all of NFL. It's a huge event they do. And they have um, participants from everything from, uh, they've added a 5k, but it used for years was just riding. So it was um, 14 miles, 25, 35, 50, and 100 miles. So you would tr- they would start all in different areas and all end in the Dolphin Stadium, and they would raise money for um, for cancer, all types of cancer. And um, Sylvester Cancer Research Center is the the beneficiary of that. At University of Miami is really big involved. It's a huge, huge event. So friends of ours had participated in the past. He decided he was going to go ride the year he found out he had cancer. And so we went through his process and when he was cancer free, then we, um, we joined together, it was about seven of us and we went and trained and rode the 25 miles. And it was just such a wonderful experience. I, I was riding through the tunnels of the Miami Dolphins and I, I can't, I get goosebumps every time I think about it. It was just such a wonderful, powerful experience. And I was like, everyone has to feel like this. It's just like incredible. So, so the next year I formed a team called um, Cancer Fighting Contractors. And so my world is contracting. And so I know a lot of people in contracting and I didn't want it to be a chase roofing show. I wanted to really figure out how can I get people involved? So we, um, we opened it up to our local roofing association and there are a bunch of people on our team that are competitors of ours in the roofing world. And it is like, cool. I am so humbled by it and um, grateful. And, you know, it's just, it's a really, really cool thing to be a part of. So, so the team's cancer fighting contractors and they actually just had their ride this last week. We did a virtual team this year because of everything going on. So we still raise money this, this year, we went over a hundred thousand dollars that we've raised on our team. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Really a a very cool thing. And we've had a lot of people get involved that have never, never, like the first year I did it, I haven't ridden a bike since I was a kid. And um, so we involve, we involve all sorts of any level of training that people want. And, uh, you know, just uh, it's cool to, we'd have practice rides and end up becoming family. So. That's awesome. Wow. Well, we always ask this question, and I love this question because it really speaks to really what your journey is. Um, what do you hope your legacy will be? Oh, I um, I have a oh, I have a word, and it is is kindness. And uh, my legacy, I hope, is that is that people will be kind to themselves first and then remember to be kind to others often we it's easy to support other people and see where people are in need and I I learned a few years ago when I when I tapped out and forgot to take care of me and really had um, a hit hit really a bottom part of my of my energy and I realized that that you need to be kind to yourself first 
And um, that includes mindset and that includes self-love and includes so many things that we would expect for other people to, to do for ourselves and then, uh, and then be kind to others. So I, I, I hope that my legacy would be that um, remembering that the kindness aspect to yourself is, is something that it is never going <laughs> to, it's, it's always needed. And, and um, it's, too and uh, we're too important. Life is way too short to tap out because we we're so busy giving, giving, giving that we run out of anything left. So you know, on the airplane, they tell you to put your own mask on first. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a reason for yes. that because it's not going to do any good if you're not around to take care of anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, for a long time, that's the only thing I could I could understand. Like, I I couldn't understand take care of myself first until I realized, wait a second, I can't take care of anybody if I'm not around to take care of anybody, so. Well, well what a great message um, for this program because that's what Yvonne and I do every day is teaching women to, to do exactly what you just said. Uh, so I, I think we're locking arms um, right now, just trying to get that message across that women, especially, and we, we want women to know that they're enough, they, they deserve to take care of themselves. Cause I think that's really where um, yeah. they lack in that they, th they think mm -hmm. they need to take care of everybody else right. and forget how important it is for them to take care of themselves. So, so my, totally... I have a challenge for everybody. Go yes. look at your calendar next week, next week and make sure that something's on there scheduled for yourself. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, when you spoke uh, for the boys and girls club and you shared your, your story and, and I think that what I took away from, from that message and why I take away from your podcast is that, you, you know, for, for women, um, that the self-value, you know, getting self-value. And um, I, I am so um, impressed that you're able to articulate and share that message uh, loud and clear. So thank you so much for uh, paving the way for women to to hear that uh, loud and clear. So thank you. And how can- I have lock arms with you. <laughs> yeah, love that, love it. And how can our listeners find you? I'll put this in the show notes too, so everyone has it, but okay. where can they find you? I would say TamaraChase.com is probably the easiest. It's like a virtual business card. It has the different businesses that I'm involved with and like how to connect social media wise, but there's a way you can even schedule an appointment with me on there or you know, book to speak like that, that that's probably the easiest because it's like a virtual. That's great. Perfect. And do you have a giveaway for our listeners today? I do. So I would love to connect with some business women out there. And I would love to offer a one hour business consult consultation for anybody that would um, like to reach out to me and thinks that they, they would get some, um, if they would get something out of that, uh, any subject is, is uh, on the table. So um, my specialty is culture, marketing, um, teams, systems, and processes. So 
You know, you're going to get a thousand exactly. <laughs> phone calls. You're going to be a little be prepared. Busy. Uh, you're doing it for the first woman. I just want to be clear yeah. what we're, what we're yeah. offering. The first woman who contacts her. Yeah. yeah. We, we want to make sure that you can still run your business <laughs> <laughs> after this because you'll be so uh, tied up uh, giving consultations. So. And I do have a mastermind that I run um, with, with women um, that own construction companies. So it can be any, any, so if anybody's interested in joining that, that's a free mastermind to do once a month. So they, you know, if anyone's interested, they can also reach out to me for oh, that. Very and I nice. can give them the awesome. information for that. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Tamara. It was so good to have you here Tamara, right? Not yeah. to, I, I say, I would say Tamara. You say Tamara. Yeah. And you know what? I should know it because my niece is uh, Tamara. I don't okay. know why I want to say it differently for you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. I, I don't really hear the difference when other people say it. That's why I, re, I, that's why I say, I say it this way because I don't hear really the difference. Okay, great. Thank you for being forgiving. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you've been awesome to have on the show <laughs> for sure. Very All much. right, ladies, go ahead and whip it out. This is our amazing part. This is our war paint, ladies. Put it on. Ooh. This is our courage. This is our war paint. This reminds us that we can get out there and face the world. And as we heard from our amazing guest, to take care of yourself. This is what that reminds us. Take care of ourselves because you are enough thank you again so much for being thank on the, on the program love loved <laughs> having you and we have to do coffee soon okay yeah, absolutely All and right, for our everyone. if for our listeners if you like what you heard and want to support this podcast and or our future programs you can text ssl women to 44321 and make a donation right there on the spot so that we can keep bringing you all of this great program thank you so much We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.